Two days ago, on September 17th, we celebrated the feast day of St. Robert Bellarmine. And some of the things I love about the church, about being Catholic, is just, you know, all the time, these different saints that come up. Maybe if you've even heard the name, it's like you get another opportunity to learn more about them. And I got to read a little bit more about him the other day. He was a saint that was born in 1542 in Tuscany, and he was apparently a really bright young man, read all sorts of things, uh, just vociferously, like reading all the time. And eventually he entered the Society of Jesus, which they're normally just called the Jesuits. And so very intellectual in all this, he was eventually sent to Belgium, to the Louvain, big university there, and became just sort of like this prolific teacher. Now, when you think about that time in world history, so born in 1542, he was in the aftermath of the Protestant Reformation. And a lot of what he was writing was refutations of different Protestant thinkers. So like basically answering a lot of the challenges that were thrown at the Catholic Church. And apparently his works were so big and encompassed so much that a lot of people thought that he wasn't just one guy, but was 20 Jesuit priests writing all of this. And just, you know, it was very, very successful. And one of the beautiful things apparently about the way that St. Robert Bellarmine went about this in his debates was that he didn't just write to sort of attack, but he was always praying for the conversion and the reunification of those that he was entering into debate with. That ultimately he wasn't just trying to win the arguments, but he was trying to win a brother and sister back into the church. Now he kind of achieved this great fame, like known to be this great intellectual who could really get things across. And in 1598, he was made a cardinal. Now, once again, when you think about that time in church history, cardinals were kind of known for being princes of the church, as we often call them, and they lived a pretty darn good lifestyle, you know, financially speaking, right? Which, unfortunately, that hasn't exactly left us, you know? So it's like this opportunity, and it got all this worldly success, but St. Robert Bellarmine didn't just sort of like live in the lap of luxury. He went back to Rome uh, once he was a cardinal, and he had a love for the poor of Rome. And one of the great stories about him is that once he was in his cardinalatial apartments, that he had these like luxurious uh, curtains on the wall. You know, it's like rather than just painting, it's like got these nice curtains on the wall. He took them down and made clothes for the poor on the streets of Rome. So it's kind of like gone with the wind, but instead of for himself, he was doing it for the poor. And apparently also once he was there, he stuck with his typical diet of bread and garlic. And it's a wonderful thing I love hearing there too. We celibates have a wonderful opportunity to eat all the garlic we want. You know, we live by ourselves. It's fantastic. I mean, he held on to all of this even as he moved into an opportunity, you know, really better himself financially and yet used it for the greater glory of God. Now, why do I bring all of this up? I think it's because St. Robert Bellarmine exemplifies so well the different things that, that are kind of held together in tension in the readings for today. That opening line from St. James, where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder in every foul practice. However, the important thing to recognize here is that word selfish. If you take that out, if it's just ambition, ambition in and of itself is not a bad thing. Like, we should have the ambition 
to become saints. We should have the ambition to live our vocations to the fullest, right? I mean, you look at someone like St. Robert Bellarmine. He was brilliant. Now, he could have used it in a selfish way to sort of prove that he's the best intellectual of the 16th century. That's not what he did. He used his gifts to strive to explain better the truths of the faith, so much so that in 1931, Pope Pius XI named him uh, the patron saint of apologists. And so like, he's using that gift, that ambitious gift, that study, to bring other people in, putting it at the service of God. He used, all of a sudden, this newfound wealth to provide for the poor of the city. Now, he didn't just sort of like never sleep again, never have any comfort, but he used the gifts that came his way for the greater glory of God. And the same can be so true for us. The great news in our life is that all of us are called to holiness. All of us are called to sanctity, to become saints. And it's a goal that all of us can achieve. Because when you look at the poor apostles today, and once again, remember, St. Mark never softens things. He points out them falling all over themselves all the time. So once again, Jesus is explaining to them about what's coming. And St. Mark is very clear. He was teaching his disciples and telling them two verbs there to explain. He's really given this to them. The Son of Man is to be handed over to men, and they will kill him. And three days after his death, the Son of Man will rise. So what do the apostles do? They get into an argument about who's the greatest, right? So it's like this automatic, they're not understanding it. And they automatically go into this trap of treating life kind of like a big game of king of the hill, right? That ultimately in that game, there can be one winner, everybody else falls down as losers. Only one can be the greatest. But our Lord does not leave us in that trap. He wants us to use the great gifts and the talents and the skills and all the different things that come upon us for his greater glory and our salvation. Now listen to this. To go back to St. Robert Bellarmine and to just kind of show you what a good author he is, he says this. This is from the second reading from the Office of Readings for his feast day this past Friday. If you are wise, then know that you have been created for the glory of God and your own eternal salvation. This is your goal. This is the center of your life. This is the treasure of your heart. If you reach this goal, you will find happiness. If you fail to reach it, you will find misery. May you consider truly good whatever leads to your goal and truly evil whatever makes you fall away from it. Prosperity and adversity, wealth and poverty, health and sickness, honors and humiliations, life and death. In the mind of the wise man, none of these are to be sought for their own sake, nor avoided for their own sake. But if they contribute to the glory of God and your eternal happiness, then they are good and should be sought. If they detract from this, they are evil and must be avoided. So you look at that, it's like everything can be used for the ultimate goal, right? Everything can be used for the greater glory of God and for our own salvation. And St. Robert Bellarmine shows that. I mean, using those talents, using the money that came his way, all for the greater glory of God and his own salvation. And our Lord shows us that, yes, sometimes things are going to come our way that are not easy. But our life isn't just about striving to keep it easy all the time. Our life isn't just about avoiding suffering. Our Lord took on the cross, But look what he says from the cross. Father, forgive them. 
They know not what they do. Look at St. Robert Bellarmine. I mean, it's a tough time in church history. You've got this breaking down of the unity that's existed for 1,500 years. But he doesn't get up and say, look at me, I'm bright. I'm smarter than everyone. He gets up and says, please, Father, help me to bring them back in. Help these gifts to bring us all together. Not who can be the greatest, but how can we glorify God and work for salvation? And the same is true for you and for me. And how blessed we are that that is the gift that we have. That all of us can potentially achieve this. Is it easy? We know that it's not. The first reading makes it clear. The wicked say, let us beset the just one because he is obnoxious to us. Now, the same can be true in our own lives. As we strive to become saints, it's obnoxious to others. As we strive to get the wooden beam out of our own eye that we can go out there and help others remove splinters, that can be an obnoxious thing. But ultimately, we are called to work for the greater glory of God and our own salvation as well as the salvation of everyone that we come into contact with. And the beautiful thing with someone like St. Robert Bellarmine is he shows us that, hey, all sorts of different things are going to come our way, for better or for worse. And in all of them, we're called to use those circumstances, use those gifts, use that money that comes into our lap. Hey, fantastic. But it's not to build up our own ego or build up our own bank account, our own house all the time. It's to ultimately work for the greater glory of God and for our salvation. And the good news that St. Robert Bellarmine shows us is that as we strive to do that, as we strive to fulfill that goal and to work for the salvation of those around us, we may just achieve that goal ourselves, our own salvation. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.